Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm personally curious, who's getting the boot? The kibosh. I had a meeting this week with someone who is very informed in the beauty brand world. And I think that we're going to be shocked in a year to see what brands either don't exist or have completely minimized. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Angeles. Angeles. Every week we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests. And review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. (laughs) Cute. That's cute. Kirby, I have a question. Yeah, what's up? Someone sent me a Skims gift card. I don't know if you got it too. Did you get it? No. Whoops. (laughs) You don't need it. You have everything in the line. But what do I buy? Wow. 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 (laughs) We're going to have to offline about who sent you this. Because I have some bones to motherfucking pick. Yeah. Y'all don't even understand how much money I've spent. Y'all... When I do paid partnerships with people, it's usually brands reaching out to me. I'm not saying that to like gloat. I'm literally just like I don't have the drive to reach out to brands to like partner with. No, which you should. Well, I have one time to Skims. I literally like signed up on their website. There's an influencer tab where you can go and sign up. You were denied? Yes. I have sung Skims praises, so here's what you need to buy. Yeah, what do I need? You absolutely need to buy from the Fits Everybody collection. It feels like fucking butter just all over your titties, (laughs) your underwear. It's so, so good, okay? I get the bodysuits. I get, like, the square neck bodysuits. I think they're super flattering. And I have, like, four different shades of that particular bodysuit. They're thongs. Okay, And I don't know if we've talked about this, but I'm notoriously anti-thong, but like I'm totally fine with thongs from Skims. I think we talked about this because I am very much like a thong person. Even even when I was like in the height of my pregnancy, for whatever reason, I just like feel claustrophobic when my ass is covered. It's weird. How much money did you get though? I don't know yet because I don't know how to check it. If it's like $100, you're probably only going to be able to get two things with like shipping and taxes, okay? Yeah, I'm sure it's around that dollar amount. So it really depends. I personally love sleepwear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I personally like to go for like the boxers, like the boxer briefs that she has. Mm-hmm. Like anytime there's a new colorway in the boxer brief situation, I buy it just because. Is it like a high waist and it's like a comfortable band? Yes. It's like an elastic band, super soft. There's like the cotton collection and then there's the oh my god I'm blanking I love that you like just pulling the catalog out of your mind the one thing I always tell people when they message me because I have a highlight on my page on my Instagram that's like go through this to see like how to order properly if the material is loose 
you need to go down in sizing because okay. this is definitely vanity sizing. Okay. You know the velour collection that she did? Mm-hmm. I ordered a hoodie, a top, and the bottoms that were kind of like flare, wide leg or whatever. I got medium. I was like, maybe I should have gotten a large. I should have gotten a small. Kimberly wants to think that she's a small. Mm, okay, okay, okay. And I'm like, if you look at Kimberly, yes, she's short. Yes, she, you know, has like a fit bod. But that ass, right. she should be a large. Yeah. If not an extra large. Okay, so size down in certain material. Size down if it's loose. If it's tight, you do probably want to go up. I don't know. It just consult me before Got it. you okay. purchase. Okay. But if you get anything, sleepwear do bralettes the bralettes are bomb super comfortable like I wear them all the time I have not tried the shapewear I know she launched with shapewear Mm -hmm. but what I have found is that the shapewear the colors that I want like the quote-unquote nude colorways that she has I can never get the shade I personally want in the size I want got it that's interesting yeah so and for sure in shapewear go up a size okay the only skims I've ever tried was her maternity skims. Oh, yeah, maternity skims. Which was, like, a very controversial, right? Everyone was like, why do we need shapewear if we're pregnant? Some people love it, yeah. Some people love it, and also, like, it's really good to support your belly when you're pregnant. Like, it helps your back, your posture, and so, like, she's not the first person to have made shapewear or supportive wear for pregnant women. Like totally. Spanx have been doing it forever. There are like other lines are dedicated to just making that. Anyways, it was cute. It was cute. But I will take your advice. Thank you. I knew that yep. this was a good question to ask you. You know what's my passion. My dream is is to like creative direct for Skims where next spring we do Skims TV spring break. And like bring back the old school MTV spring break and like have a fashion show. Because, you know, Victoria's Secrets, that ship has sailed. That's not happening anymore. Bye. You tried. It was too late. And you tried, but it's not happening. And now the runway show is gone. Angels are deceased. So it's like, let's do Skims, the new runway show. I know that Savage Fenty has their Amazon Prime show. But yeah, so Skims, if you're listening, if anybody has a contact at Skims, (laughs) send them my way. I am passionate about this brand, and I feel like passion fuels brands. There we go. Exactly. It's going to happen. I'm manifesting it for you. Okay. On that note, that was not what's on my face or on my body, okay? But I (laughs) did we go on too long about Skims? I'm so sorry to everybody listening. So... What's on my face? What is on your face? Okay, I think this is kind of a long-awaited review. We have never mentioned this brand on the podcast, but I think a lot of people are curious about how the products are, if they're any good, and if they should be purchased. And that brand is Jones Road. So if you're not familiar with Jones Road, Bobby Brown, the Bobby Brown. Iconic created this brand, Iconic, okay? And she left her namesake, eponymous company, four, five years ago, said, I'm done. This is not the vibe. (laughs) I'm out. Signed a contract that was like, you cannot launch your own beauty brand for five years. So then she did a little wellness stuff, and we were all like, what the hell is going on here, Bobby? But we understood. Yeah, We we get it. And then she launched Jones Road. And what I really appreciate about this brand is that 
they're not hitting us hard and fast with PR. Mm -hmm. I was not reached out to prior to the launch to do like a whole launch strategy with this brand. And when you're Bobby Brown, you really don't have to have a launch strategy. You just have to launch something. The people will come. Will come. Yes. So to my surprise and delight, the Jones Road Instagram people reached out to me and said, hey, Kirby, we would love to send you like a care package of Jones Road products. Oh my God, they reached out to me too and I did not respond. Sell me on it. I was like jumping for joy. I was literally about to add to cart and just buy it myself because I think the hero product out of all of it is this product called the Miracle Balm. They sent me a kit. So right now on the website, they have a kit, like a summer kit where there's like four or five products they put together for you in smaller packaging. So you can kind of get a taste of everything without having to like fully dive in, you know? That's like one of the things I think I miss about beauty counters and from like the OOs in the 90s was like shopping at Clinique and then they gave you like a little sampler travel bag, like gift with purchase. I loved those. Yes, yes. So this Miracle Balm, this is the Ah Naturel shade. It's 0.30 ounces, okay? So compared to the 1.76 ounce that like is the big mama, it's a little bit smaller, but it's so much product in a tiny little jar. And I was so excited to get it on my face. So what is the Miracle Balm? It is the secret of no makeup makeup, Bobby likes to say. It's a wash of soft focus moisture to perfect and enhance the skin. So this is a true balm. When you put it on your skin, like on your cheek or on your nose, it has like more of a matte finish. It's not matte matte, but it's more soft focus. It's not super dewy or shiny like some people may expect from a balm, I guess. Mm -hmm, You know what I mean? mm -hmm. It is a true balm. And I love the soft focus because... What does that mean? It means your pores are going to look less prominent. Mm -hmm. Sometimes with highlighter, when you put it on the bridge of your nose, or for me especially, it's like, hello, pores. Right, yeah. Out and about. With this, you take a little bit with, um, if you have a spatula or like the end of your, your makeup brush, you take it out of the jar and warm it up in your hands and then kind of dab it on your face. I'm obsessed I've actually been using this on my lips, too. It helps fill in the creases of the lips. Oh. It's just super versatile. You can wear it alone. You can wear it on top of makeup. It can give you a highlight. It can give you just, like, that fresh glow that you want, like a very supple-looking cheek. Sounds like it would, like, be nice on your eyelids, like, if you want, like, a dewy lid. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. I've been putting this on my eyelids. Honestly, I think it looks great. But just the act of putting it on my lids using this very compact brush, I just feel so effing cool <laughs> using it. I'm like, I'm a cool girl. I'm a, I'm a cool girl. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bobby Brown was like, she invented California cool girl makeup. So this is it. And the effortless look. And as somebody who used to be like, the heavier the makeup, the better. I want people to know I'm wearing makeup. And I've obviously like gotten older and reformed and now my ideals of beauty have changed especially with how I personally want to look like this is how I want to look so the balm comes in five different shades so there's like a sun-kissed version that can give you a glow or actually matches more of like the deep dark skin tones there's like a rose gold it's so beautiful so 
I'm a huge fan. The bigger size is $38. I also am loving the Just a Sec eyeshadow. I have it in bronze. This is like a shimmery bronzy color that when you apply with your fingers on your lids, it gives you this nice wash of color without looking like too stark. You don't have to worry about blending it out with a brush or anything. I'll apply the Miracle Balm and then put the Just a Sec on top and it creates this really pretty glossy bronzy eyeshadow look that almost like just contours my eyes and gives it a little bit of a like light reflection which I'm a huge fan of. Love that. They also sent the mascara and the eyeliner. I have to say I love them both. I think that this is a good mascara. I'm not like 100% obsessed with it but if you want more of that like dry flirty lash with a curved wand like a c-shaped wand this is it i'll show you sarah okay it's not a super curve but it's got a little bit of a it's like a little smile like a little ups a little mustache like that i mean it's a bristle brush the eyeliner the one thing i want to say about this is like this is not like your super emollient smooth easy to blend eyeliner like and i say that in a good way Because oftentimes with those eyeliners, they move all over the place and I feel Mm -hmm. like it's too much. This is just like the perfect precision, perfect amount. Love that. You can blend it if you need it. It's very clean and beautiful. The last product they sent me was a lip gloss. It's called Cool Gloss. (laughs) And it doesn't look like anything special, I'll be 100% honest. It reminds me of like a juicy tube from Lancome. And... Initially, when I saw it, I was like, "Mm, this is like not the vibe I want when I apply a lip gloss. It just kind of looks dated. Mm -hmm. But Sarah, have you used a lip gloss recently that has the little spout with a little hole where the product comes out and then you rub it on the lip? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you used one lately? Um, It's been a minute, but yeah, like in the last year. It has been a minute for me. And I forgot how much I love that feeling. Yeah. It's just easy to apply. It fits the contours of your lips perfectly. Yeah. You're like, we don't need to do the whole like applicator and like taking it out. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Pull out an applicator. Yes. Yes. It just makes it easy. And I was so, so impressed with the finish of this lip gloss. Obviously, it's glossy. But it was this really pretty pink with like a pearlescent shimmer to it that just like enhanced my natural lip color. Mm -hmm. And I love it. So if you were wondering about Jones Road, yes, it is the truth. It is the way. They talk about how they're a clean beauty brand on the website, but I love that they don't shove it down your throat. Yeah. I look at these products like clean doesn't come to mind. Yeah. They look and feel high performance. And I really, really love that. I didn't get to try a lot of the products in the line, but the one that I'm like dying to get my hands on is their eyebrow pencil. It's a true wooden pencil, you know, a color in it, whatever shade you want, but there's fibers in the pencil. So when you apply it to your brow, it deposits not only color, but a fiber. And I just think that's really interesting. So TBD. Okay, well, I'm responding to them. Sarah, I think you would love it because you talk about how you have dry skin and you want that really supple, bouncy look to your face. Like, I think you're going to freaking love the Miracle Balm. It's going to be your jam. I cannot wait. And like, even just the branding 
And like all the models that are like on the grid for Jones, it's just like, I want to look like this. Yes, same. All of it. Every single bit of it. So go out, pick up Jones Road. You can only get it on their website at the moment. I have a feeling that retailers are probably in a bidding war to try to get (laughs) this in store somewhere. I've met Bobby one time a million years ago. She probably would never remember me. But like this is truly chef's kiss. We love her. It's good. I interviewed her like pre-pandemic over the phone. It was like about who her beauty icon is. Ooh, who was it? She said that Allie McGraw changed her life. And like that was like basically the person who influenced her into pursuing that California cool, beachy, natural beauty look. And then, you know, there went her career, her beauty career. So I feel like models these days are like trying to model their own faces after supermodels of the past. Yep, like Linda Evangelista. Yes. Kendall Jenner is definitely trying to give Ally McGraw vibes. Totally. Okay, let's get into some beauty news. Yeah. Let's start with this Sephora headline. Yeah, okay. Long time coming, guys. Sephora has stated that they will double their Black-owned brands by the end of the year. That is before the end of 2021. They have also said that Black-owned brands will represent 15% of its hair care segment by the end of the year as well. As it is right now, Black-owned businesses still represent only a small percentage of Sephora's offerings. Out of nearly 300 beauty brands that Sephora carries, only 16 of them are currently Black-owned. This is uh, cited by the Business of Fashion. We all know that back in 2020, in the summer, they made their 15% pledge, but even though they made that pledge, they didn't really have like a firm timeline. Like no one really knew like when they were going to fulfill that 15% pledge. So glad to see that they're taking action. It's still like 15% is not a lot, (laughs) but they're making some progress and it's good to see that they are, you know, following their commitment that they made. This is a lot of information, so I'm trying to like suss through it. They said that they will double their Black-owned brands by the end of the year. And currently, it's Black-owned assortment, approximately only 5% of its portfolio. So it's vowing to what? Go up to 10%? Yeah, I like we're not math people, but that's not right. And then it says it will reach 15% Black-owned brands within the hair category. This is actually why I don't think this is great. They're saying that out of all the brands they own, The hair category, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure maybe outside of fragrance is the smallest category that they have. 15% of that category is going to be 15% owned black brands. You're right, because like in total, they probably only carry like 60 to 100 hair care brands. Yeah, I mean, maybe even less. Like hair is not a huge segment of Sephora's store. Right. I understand why a lot of Black-owned brands happen to be hair care brands. Right. Right? But I'm not going to pat Sephora on the back. You have 312 brands and only 5% of those are Black. 
and you're vowing to make, what, 10% of the entire portfolio black? Yeah. Now that I've read through what we actually have reported here, yeah, that's not very impressive. I'm curious how this is going to play out in store, right? Because a lot of times they will bring brands on and it's like online only, online exclusive. It does mean something, right? Like getting that opportunity to be on a Sephora website is important. But being in store is what helps with discovery a lot of the time because people spend more time in a store versus on a website. Yes, and especially I'm sure if you are a woman of color if you are a black woman like you want to go into the store and see what those products look like on your skin the texture of those products for your hair like it very much is something that you would like to experience and try in person totally and I on the flip side of that though I also know talking to huge brands that have been in Sephora for a very long time that Sephora does have intense expectations for their brands yeah so some of these smaller brands that they may be onboarding maybe are not going to be able to keep up with having a gondola or having a section of a gondola or a wall or whatever it is in store. So I do think like having the opportunity to be on Sephora.com is like an accolade that should be celebrated, but for the brand, not for Sephora. You know what I mean? Like we got to be doing more to uplift these black brands than just like having a header on your website. We're doing more to support black brands. Okay, well, what is that? They had their accelerator program, which featured a lot of founders of color, which is great. More of that, more brands on the shelves, more brands on digital shelves. We love to see it, but you are very correct in that like 15% is like... (laughs) Even if it is it 15%, because right now it's 5% and 5 plus 5 is 10. So (laughs) yeah, that's what I'm confused about. It's like they're using the number 15 to be like, it's 15% of our hair care segment. But like the overall segment of black brands at Sephora is only 5% currently. So what's up? I would like to see how this stacks up against Ulta. I would love to know that too. And another thing I think that we need to think about when it comes to this news is, okay, if that is true and maybe they're going to onboard more brands to be in store, that means they're going to have to get rid of some space of other brands. I'm personally curious, who's getting the boot? The kibosh. Who's getting cut in half? I had a meeting this week with someone who is very informed in the beauty brand world. And I basically was like, spill the tea, tell me everything, what is going on with all of these brands. And I think that we're going to be shocked in a year to see what brands either don't exist or have like completely minimized because the pandemic has thrown everybody for a loop and brands that were struggling before struggled even more. And it's not even just that, Kirby. It's like when we started the podcast, it was like the very beginning of like, Everyone and their moms and dads and brothers and sisters were starting brands. So it's like at a certain point, we're all going to come crashing down. What was popular four years ago is not popular right now. So if you go to a Sephora or even an Ulta, I'm curious, just the retail experience. And you notice that there's a change in how much shelf space a brand has or you know your local beauty store inside and out and you go in and a brand's missing. Send us a DM. Or you're like, 
Why is everything 50% off? Yeah. Can y'all DM us? We would love to freaking know that. Appreciate y'all as always. So I think overall, yes, I was a bit harsh on them, but I do think that this is a step in the right direction. You, I don't think you're being harsh on them at all. We all need to be critical of everyone, especially one of the biggest beauty retailers. Absolutely valid. And this is a step in the right direction. We will check in on their accountability at the end of the year to see if they have fulfilled their commitment to increase to 10 or 15%. I don't know. <laughs> TBD. T- TBD. Biddy. Let's talk about this biotin article that you have been working on for what feels like two years. (laughs) So the pandemic threw everyone for a loop, like I said. I pitched this biotin article, I think, last year um, to Allure. The title of the story is Biotin is Probably Not Making Your Hair Grow Longer. I have mentioned this on the pod before, but now the story is officially live and it's really interesting The reason why I felt this was like such a relevant thing right now is that searches on Google for too much biotin side effects, how much biotin should I take for hair loss, best biotin for hair growth are up over 70%, 90%, 100% overall just in the last seven months. So clearly there's been a correlation between like hair loss, people wanting to grow out their hair maybe experiencing some of these side effects from biotin that they've been taking to help with this due to the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, y'all. As a Western country, we are rarely deficient in biotin, okay? Mm -hmm. Biotin is something that we naturally just get from our diets. There can be diets that, you know, some people are on or subscribe to that may make them deficient in biotin, but it's very, very rare, So when you're taking these hair care pills that tout that they have like 5,000 like micrograms of biotin in them, what does that even mean? What is that even doing? Yeah. The other reason why I felt this might be relevant is that I personally went through this, but I also found a Reddit thread of people saying, I am breaking out like crazy. I cannot pinpoint what's going on. What is happening? And people are like, are you taking hair care supplements? Are you taking biotin? Because see if that helps. And so basically this hypothesis, biotin makes you break out when you take too much of it. I consulted four board certified dermatologists about it. And all of them, even though they said it's anecdotal, they said that they have experienced having clients come in with breakouts that they can pinpoint. And the common denominator were pills that contained a high percentage of biotin in them. I had this happen to me. I was taking biotin to try to grow out my hair and I could not figure out why my skin was just freaking out. And then I stopped taking it and it was almost instant that it cleared up like wild times. It's crazy that it's all anecdotal. I know. So and what that means, y'all, is like that's like based on personal experience. There's not like even any studies really done on this, which is crazy. Someone needs to figure this out. Yeah. But maybe because of how this has been talked about so often the last few years, maybe somebody is working on a study for it. The thing that I thought was super interesting when it comes to breakouts is that 
Some of the dermatologists said, anecdotally, I've had a few patients report that taking biotin caused an acne flare. In theory, an excess of biotin could reduce the absorption of other acne-fighting vitamins in the gut, specifically vitamin B5. Another dermatologist, Dr. Banhusali, he wants to be clear. It's not the strongest of science, but I've definitely seen patients breaking out after starting biotin supplements. Long story short, I'm not going to say it doesn't, but it's probably not making your hair grow longer. It's been a scam. What a huge scam. There's no proof. It could be causing your breakout. So if you feel like, you know, you've tried everything and you're taking these hair supplements and you're still breaking out, give them a rest, see what happens. The other really important thing to note from this particular story is that in 2019, the FDA warned that taking biotin supplements, especially in higher doses, can interfere with the accuracy of lab test results. So there was an example of testing for troponin. It's a biomarker to diagnose if you're having a heart attack. Biotin can interfere with producing low troponin results, creating a false negative. That's just one example of it. Scary. You could experience a false positive or false negative from taking biotin in excess. So there are some tips on what to think about when it comes to hair loss versus taking a magical pill for hair growth. And I highly recommend reading it. It's on Allure's website. Just Google my name in Allure and it should pop up. That is crazy. And you also in the article offer some other options besides biotin if you are experiencing hair loss. So we will link that. Thank you, Kirby, for your your investigative reporting. Hard-hitting news. Thank you. I can't wait to read the whole thing. Because I was taking biotin. Even though you told me not to and Bridget, scalp therapist, told me not to, I was at a loss. Yeah. Hey, you'll try anything if it's not going to be detrimental, right? Unless I have a heart attack and we miss it. Yeah, damn. Okay. Okay. Last bit of news. This is an exciting one. One we should celebrate. The Queen Rihanna, Rihanna, is a capital B billionaire. Bitch better have my money. B-b-billionaire. Yes. She is worth $1.7 billion, according to Forbes. And this is thanks to her empire that she has built, her Savage Fenty lingerie line, which is worth some $270 million. Of course, her Fenty Beauty line. Guess how much Fenty Beauty is worth? Okay, have you all said a number? Okay, it's way more than that. $2.8 billion. And that's what Forbes estimated. Wild. That is so wild. It makes sense. And Rihanna owns 50% of the brand. That's why that she is worth $1.7 billion, not like a full $2.8 billion. I think the craziest part, though, is that Rihanna has been singing since what 2006 2005 she's had such a long career as a music artist and that's not even like a little morsel of why she is a billionaire it makes me sad for the music industry i would think that rihanna would be a billionaire just on her music alone like her catalog right beyonce's not a billionaire yeah no she's not she's a legend an icon a queen but she is not a billionaire is she not? I think Jay-Z and her together. Yes. Okay. I'm telling you, beauty, that's why. That's why everybody starts a beauty brand. That's why you see all your favorite musicians 
hawking stuff on QVC and doing all the other things too. It's because you, you can't, I mean, you can make a good amount of money being a musician, but obviously, obviously the money is elsewhere. Totally. Merch, beauty. Yep. Way to go, Rihanna. Way to so. go. Speaking of, I think this is a great segue into Data Girl. I just think of Kim Possible's theme <laughs> yeah, when I think I of Data Girl. <laughs> so I get to quiz Kirby today. And because we are celebrating Rihanna being a billionaire, I am going to quiz Kirby on the top 10 celebrity beauty brands with the highest revenue According to Cosmetify. Can I ask a few questions? Yes. Beauty brands. Just color cosmetics? Mm, no. Okay. Most of them are color cosmetics. With the exception of like two. I mean, they're color cosmetics, but some of them carry skincare as well. Okay. Oh, and might also be in like another category. Not just cosmetics, like hair. Okay. Is this just like overall in the entire world or like the past couple of months that is a great question the revenues of the 10 most successful celebrity beauty bands in the world celebrity beauty brands ah okay okay so we have 10 you know who number one is rihanna it's rihanna she is number one let's start with the bottom okay i was surprised that this celebrity was number 10 and she has been around for almost in this entire list, second to the longest. I mean, she is very successful, but I don't know. I thought maybe she would have been higher. She, in my eyes, is like the queen of celebrity beauty brand. Like she was one of the first, in my opinion, to quit her career that made her famous and focus on beauty cindy crawford no but she's on this list so do i give it to you well yes i mentioned cindy crawford so where is she in the list she's number six okay cindy by the way y'all meaningful beauty's hair products legit legit i'm obsessed I've been using them. I'm truly obsessed with them. My hair has never felt softer in my entire life. I'm not kidding. She is number six and she has been around for the longest. She's been in business for 17 years. Wow. Okay. So, all right. Re is number one. Cindy is number six. The second person that came to mind. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to think of celebrities. Like this is such a broad category. I know, I know. But don't think too hard. So I thought of Iman Cosmetics. Okay, Iman is not on here. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, wow. I bet people are shouting who this person is. Has been in it for... Okay, I'm like literally going down the list. Okay, she hasn't been in it for as long as Cindy. Okay. So more recent. And to me, she's built this very cultish empire. She has very, very loyal customers. They're a very specific type of person. Many of them reside in Los Angeles. Okay. Lisa Rinna? No. Oh, fuck. Who? Okay, hold on. Are, is this person, do they sell at a major retailer? That's a good question. I actually don't know. 
Okay, I'll say this. This person is an actress. She's never been on the podcast before. She's very, very Los Angeles, however. She's more known for not just her beauty and skincare products, but like the brand that she has built around it. I'm giving up. I'm giving up. It's Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, oh my God. Wow. It's hard. There's so many. It's hard. I was not even... Okay, okay. I should have gotten it when you were like the brand around the products, not actually the products. But like that could also mean anything. That could mean anything. I'm taking notes. I'm literally like writing down. So Gwyneth Paltrow's revenue is, was $45 million. Okay, and okay. Yeah. So okay. great. Good for you. Okay, number nine. This is another actress turned beauty brand founder. She also does a lot of other things. She has her own show. She's got um, a magazine, which I learned recently. Oh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Flower Beauty. Flower Beauty is number nine. Flower is above goop? I know. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Okay. All right, Drew. We see you. But barely. 50 million. Maybe it's like having your products in Walmart. Totally. Appeals to the masses. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. More approachable. Um, Okay, number eight, former Los Angeles guest. We are both huge fans of her brand. Selena Gomez? Yeah. Selena's at number eight? I know, I know, I know. I'm actually shocked she's on this list just because this brand is literally going to be a year old. A year old, yeah, yeah, so... She has a very promising future. $60 million. Okay, number seven. We've already uttered her name on this episode. Um, But not about her beauty. We talked about her other venture at the top of the show. Oh, um, Bobby Brown? No, other, like higher on the top of the show. Like very get-go. Oh, oh, Kim Kardashian West? Yeah, KK Beauty, number seven. Wow, I mean... A hundred million dollars. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Hold the phone. Can I say that Kylie's number two? She is not number two, but she's on the list. Okay, 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 keep going. So we have seven KKW, six is Cindy Crawford, number five. Okay, five, like, I would not have considered this person a celebrity and to put them on this list, but for whatever reason, Cosmetify has. Okay. He has, his very... Very controversial, very problematic. Oh, Jeffree Star. Yeah. Jeffree Star is not a celebrity. Not a celebrity. Why is he on this list? Number five. This is absurd. Okay. 106,500,000. Okay. Okay, number four. I'm actually surprised that she is this high. She's got a lot of little monsters to thank. House Labs. Yeah. House Labs, number four. House Labs. House Labs. Huh, I would love to do a deep dive on House Labs because what the hell is going on with that brand? But I don't know. They're having a, a huge sale. Okay, so then Kylie's number three. Kylie is number three. Okay, number two. Wait, how much was House Labs? House Labs, $140 million. Kylie Cosmetics at number three, $200 million. And now we have Jessica Alba. Wow. Shit, sorry. I totally gave that away. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you literally said the name. You literally <laughs> said the it. name. I had such a good hint. (laughs) What was the hint? 
that she was sweet like honey. <laughs> but is, is that surprising to you that Jessica Alba is number two? No, it's not. Yeah, me too. Didn't she just sell or? Yeah. Yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah. We talked about it. We talked about it. They went public. She's good. I'm actually kind of shook that Kylie is not number one. I'll be honest. As much as I think that like Ree deserves to be at the top, I think it's completely wild that Kylie's at number three. You are so wise because one of Cosmetify's points is that although Kylie Jenner is the third wealthiest celebrity brand, she has more than twice the influence of Fenty Beauty on Instagram. She has 25.2 million followers compared to Fenty, which is at 10.7. The Kylie influence is so strong. So you're very much correct in thinking that. And I gotta say, I think that House Labs being on here is interesting, but it makes sense because they launched on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So they were able to like ship worldwide from the jump. Yep. Versus Selena with Rare Beauty, they only just went international. Totally. So I feel like Selena's probably going to jump on this list next year. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend Cosmetify remove Jeffree Star. He wishes. He wishes. You wish that you were on the same level as effing Cindy Crawford. They're like nine of the top 10 wealthiest celebrity beauty moguls are female. Okay, well, just remove him and just say the top nine. I'm sure the person after Gwyneth is a female, so. For real. Who, oh, who do you think is after Gwyneth? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. Mm. I'm, I'm blanking. I'm trying to think. I know. I'm like, didn't we just name all of them? Do we think it's Venus Williams? Like, do we think it's Amon? I mean, those brand, I mean, Iman has been around forever, so I'm kind of shocked that that didn't even make the list. Yeah. Venus is so new, and it's like such a particularly niche brand. Maybe like Alicia Keys. <gasps> oh, Keys Soul Care. Yeah. I feel like it's just everywhere, and like people are talking about it. Yeah, okay. I would bet that it's also Alicia. All right, well, that was, uh, congratulations. You did a great job. Great job. I felt like I blacked out. I like couldn't remember any celebrity beauty brand the minute we got started. I know. I feel like it's been a while since you've been in the hot seat and it's like, it's hard. It's hard. This is why we'll never go on a game show. At oh, home, you're no. like, oh my God, hello. Yeah. It's so easy. And then you get there and you're like, I'm blinded by the lights. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. So anyways, um, loved that. We need to keep doing Data Girl. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We will be back on Friday. As always, please leave us a five-star review on Apple. Follow us on Spotify and on all of our social mediums, glossangelespod.com. Talk to you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.